Please note, today's big interview is for adult listening. Do you have a burning sensation every time you go to urinate? Have you had a discharge? Are your testicles swollen? Is it painful? How have you been treating it? Are you one of those men who prefers drinking a trusted concoction, then assuming you'll be fine? There are those who do this quietly, assuming, ah, it's nothing. And they return to their partners, not knowing if their treatment action was sufficient, and thus they create a new chain of infection. Worse still, even those who do seek medical attention when the pain is unbearable will sometimes still not tell their partners. Gauteng health officials say between April and December last year, 40% of men who came to their facilities were treated for male urethritis syndrome, MUS. The department says MUS data accurately reflects newly acquired sexually transmitted infections and they've issued a cautionary warning about engaging in unsafe sexual practices. Gonorrhea and chlamydia are the most predominant causes of MUS in South Africa and they're on the rise. Uh, Nicola Lutchman is the program manager for STI prep and key populations at the Gauteng Department of Health and joins us now. Nicola, thank you so much about your time. I hope I've outlined the situation correctly. And if I have, how concerned are you? So, yes, thank you so much and good morning, everyone. So, yes, as a Department of Health, we are very concerned uh, that we are seeing this trend in the increase in STIs. So, um, you know, this is why we are here today to educate the public, you know, to say that you know, it, it goes down to behavior change. We know it's very complex and we want to amplify our healthcare messages to say as a department, we've got various combination packages of services, which include your condoms. You know, we can't stress enough how condoms, how important uh, condoms are in the prevention of STI, including HIV. So um, that is why we're here today to educate the public, to say please access them. If you have any of the signs that you've mentioned and symptoms, you cannot, uh, you know, treat it at home. Please visit your local uh, clinic or your doctor and get it treated correctly. We'll talk about interventions in a moment, but just give me a picture of the, the extent of the problem, the patterns you are seeing and what it is that concerns you. So, um, like you rightfully mentioned, you know, as a department, we're mainly monitoring the MUS incidents amongst males because it's a newly acquired STI. And we know males um, not necessarily having uh, sexual contact with females, even with your, your, your LGBTQI community, that is men having sex with men. Um, so, we're seeing a high trend amongst the MSM community. Even the people who inject with drugs, you know, the sharing needles, it can be uh, transmitted via the needle sharing as well, including your your pregnant woman who, um, you know, may have contacted the syphilis from their partner. So uh, these are some of the po- uh, populations that we've seen a high risk at and we're concerned and we're pleading and it's a cry out to them. Let us be more, uh, you know, protective when we engage in the sexual uh, risky behaviors. You've mentioned demographics. Are there areas of particular concentration? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, There are areas of of high concern for us throughout the district. We have five districts in Kauteng province. 
which um, when we look at the Johannesburg uh, district, we're looking at the, the central, the CBD, as well as the Santon and Alex area, we know there's a high concentration of your, you know, you, we have our high-risk population, your sex workers, people injected drugs, even if it's inundated with TVET colleges and your universities, um, as well as, you know, uh, one of our concerning districts, the smaller Westland district in Merifong, where there is a large population of, of mine workers, and you know these are areas where there's um, they're engaging in sexual uh, risk mm. or risky sexual practices. So these these are some of the areas that we're going to really target with our interventions and ensure that people are more educated and have the, the correct um, package of services to protect themselves and know what to do. The symptoms often come long after a person has been infected, don't they? Yes, it, 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 general, it, it depends. It could come, you know, a few days or long after weeks or months. Why is it still difficult for particularly men to come forward? So we know we live in a society where, you know, men are, are said to be the stronger um, you know, a uh, person, and they hold these uh, connotations that, you know, we are not afraid. And by them just simply showing up at the clinic being ill shows that there's a sign of weakness. And we say, no, it's not a sign of weakness. We want you to take care of your health. You have families to see to. Your health is important. We have men's clinics that are running throughout Houghton where you can easily go and, you know, access them and talk to a male clinician if you don't feel comfortable talking to a female com- uh, clinician and, you know, just indicate to them your health needs and you will be attended to, you know, served with a smile, I should say. Yeah. Is there, because one thing, after all the campaigns that promote sexual health, especially around HIV AIDS, for example, where does the messaging get lost? I mean, in other words, are there gaps in the treatment programs or is it a lack of adequate prevention methods? Where, where, where does the message get lost? So, um, so as a department, I think I think we we are doing what we can. But what we're saying is, we really need to amplify our messaging. We really need to, you know, push through with more outreach. You know, people are not coming, um, you know, readily to the facility because of you know issues like it's working. They're working at school. So we're saying as a department, we're really going to push through and amplify these outreach activities in our townships and formal settlements and hostels, basically our hotspots, and even the communication. When we communicate, we provide counseling. We need to push through too with the counseling, especially on the use of condoms and availability of condoms. We know that we have these, you know, we need to really um, advertise our condoms in the sense that now we don't just have your your plain, boring, uh, you know, non-scented condoms. We have really the available uh, strawberry, vanilla, uh, bananas. Let us let us popularize it. Let us let us let it trend as well. You know, we want them to use it. And I think, like I mentioned earlier on, that is why we're here today with you. We yeah. want to get our message out to the community to say and reach people that we may have missed. You know, um, yeah. What do you think for women? A rise in syphilis cases, I understand? That's correct, yes. So, uh, like we said, when it comes to the STI, the NES, we are seeing the rise in the male, uh, and then we know these are the partners of the female. 
who who show up at the facility late. Um, they do not pick up a sign. They un, they is not aware that they need to attend antenatal classes, uh, or sorry, antenatal care. And then from there, uh, you know, this is our education to to women who are pregnant. Please access our healthcare facilities. Go through your routine checkups. Speak to your dates that you need to show up because once you're there, we provide you with HIV test and other routine screenings and healthcare needs so that throughout your pregnancy you are you are healthy and you give birth to a healthy baby. Nicola Lachman is the program director for STI Prep and Key Populations at the Gauteng Department of Health. Seven O Two. Let's walk the talk. 26 after 7, I've got my own personal story as far as this is concerned. And I, like any or most males in the country, find this stuff difficult to do. So I got myself a massage oil, those massage oils that you use for the purpose, except I used it by myself, obviously, and I got an infection out of it. And I was freaked out because I thought, I'm not engaging in any activity with anyone. And where does this thing come from? You know, it was hard for me to approach my personal GP. I only spoke to a friend of mine, a very good friend, I will say, who is a doctor, who prescribed an ointment and the thing went away. But that's exactly the kind of fear that cripples many of us who do not go to approach healthcare providers when we encounter this kind of thing whether by ourselves or even having engaged in activity with other people. And that's the kind of thing we need to understand puts lives at risk. There is no shame. There is no weakness. Speak out and speak up. I was afraid to go to my GP. I bet you he knows now, right? He'll certainly know after this. And that's exactly the kind of thing we need to do. Make these conversations normal.